Good Nature Wellness Podcast, Episode 21. Hello and welcome to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. This podcast is all about discovering how you can transform and strengthen your body naturally with the healing power of food to regain control over your health, reclaim your energy, feel better, look better, and be stronger for life. I'm your host, board-certified master health and wellness coach, Barbara Walsh. Happy New Year to all of you. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. I actually had the opportunity to take some time off over the holidays. It was really nice to unplug and spend some quality time with my family. But before my holiday break, I had the pleasure of meeting a fellow podcaster, Hassan Hilliard, who is the host of Qualified the Podcast. And that's a show that's designed to inform and entertain, and it covers a variety of topics, including travel, culture, business, and entrepreneurship, art, fitness, and health. And I was so honored when he invited me to be a guest on his show and share my experience of overcoming breast cancer naturally. And on today's episode of the Good Nature Wellness Podcast, I'm sharing that very special conversation with you. So without further ado, here's the interview. Qualify the Podcast Season 3. I'm your host, Hassan, and with me I have a very special guest. Uh, she has a fantastic story that I wanted her to share with us. Uh, this is Barbara Walsh, Board Certified Master Health Coach, um, with, again, an, a fantastic journey in terms of beating breast cancer uh, in a holistic manner. Uh, Barbara, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you today? Doing well. I just thought about this. Would you call it holistic or would you call it natural? I think it's both. Okay. I think, you know, <clears throat> I think for people who aren't too savvy as far as what holistic means, I think it natural says it all to them, but it's really everything. Holistic is like the whole body, the whole person. So it's both. Fantastic. I just didn't want to misrepresent. <laughs> all right. So along with this, again, just for the group, um, this is going to be a health episode. This is about health and wellness. This is about a bit more information in terms of resources, being that Barbara is a master health coach. She can offer a service that will help you along your journey. Um, I, I looked into you, read your profile, Got the link uh, in terms of the uh, podcast episode that you launched, um, which was essentially telling your story of how you uh, begin the fight. Uh, because I, and I think that's probably the better way to say it because you have so many more episodes that tend to document this a little bit further, right? Mm -hmm. um, but could you uh, indulge us in, in giving us your life story or the amazing story of this particular chapter? Um, basically, it was... A little over five years ago, I had gone in for a routine mammogram, and I was at a point in my life where everything was going great. I had just celebrated my 30th wedding anniversary with my husband, and um, my son was getting to the point where he was becoming more independent. We were thinking about what he was going to do after high school, and my husband and I were looking forward to being empty nesters in a good way. We were going to be traveling and doing all of these things. Obviously, that was pre-COVID, but that, <laughs> that was going to be our goal, you know, doing all these things. So I went in for this routine mammogram and they saw something suspicious and they ended up sending me for um, a biopsy and the biopsy came back positive that they told me I had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And anybody who's been diagnosed with cancer will tell you it's the most terrifying experience of your life because 
you can't process fully what they're telling you at that moment. And they don't give you much time to process it either. There's a huge rush as soon as the diagnosis comes in. I mean, I had literally just come through this biopsy outpatient surgery. I hadn't fully even recovered from that. The next day I was in the oncologist's office. And then the next day they wanted me into surgery. And then the day after that, they wanted me to start radiation and chemo. And so that is pretty much the standard protocol that they're going to offer to any patient who has been diagnosed with cancer. My dad actually passed away from cancer when I was 13 years old. He went through all of those same treatments and it was really tough watching him go through that only to die from the whole course of that treatment. At the time, like I said, my son was growing up. He was actually just turned 14 and it was like a really weird deja vu moment for me because I started thinking about my situation with my dad and it was like a weird parallel that was going on with me and my son. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is nuts. So my husband and I were in the oncologist's office and they said, you know, this is the treatment protocol. And my husband said, well, if she does all of this, will she be cured? And they said, well, you know, there are no guarantees. We would consider it to be a success if the cancer does not return within five years. And so for me, I felt like that was a very dissatisfying answer because five years isn't a long time. But what I was thinking about was that every treatment option that they were offering me, with the exception of surgery, was pretty much guaranteed to cause another cancer because every single one of them, chemotherapy is known to be a carcinogen, radiation is a carcinogen. And as a breast cancer patient, I had an estrogen positive breast cancer. They would have put me on tamoxifen pretty much for the rest of my life. And that is known to cause uterine cancer. So as I was weighing all these options, I'm thinking to myself, I'm almost guaranteeing that I'm going to have a recurrence, even if I survive this treatment, because in spite of what all the commercials show you, you know, with all the people with cancer dancing around and stuff, it's no cakewalk, you know, it's a really difficult process. And I thought to myself, if I even make it through that, it's a pretty good bet I'm going to end up with cancer again. So we decided to not agree to treatment at that moment, because I just needed time to process. So we went home and we prayed a lot. I mean, we pray, that's what we do. So, (laughs) so I spent a lot of time in prayer because I needed some direction. I just, I felt dissatisfied because I thought, geez, you know, there has to be some other option besides this. There just has to be. And I started doing research on cancer just to educate myself, just to try to process what was happening to me. And I discovered that it'll take 10 years for a cancer to grow in the body before you could even detect it, before there's any type of symptom or even you could feel it or or find it. And the other thing that I was amazed to find was that everybody's got cancers in their body all the time. The difference between someone who develops it and someone who doesn't is the power of their immune system. So I started thinking about it. I thought, wow, this was going on in my body for 10 years before anybody could find it. And if I did absolutely nothing, which wasn't really an option, but if I did nothing, I thought, wow, I'd have 10 years before I would have to do something. And then I thought, well, if I go through this treatment, it'll be probably five years, but it's a good bet that most of that five years I would be sick 
and then there's a good bet that I would have a recurrence or a metastasis or something else after that point. So it was sort of like a crapshoot. <laughs> it was like, it was either five years or 10 years. And I thought, you know, if I was going to die in five years, I just don't want to die like that. I don't want to spend my last five years of my life bald with my head in the toilet. <laughs> so, and I didn't want my son to see any of that. So anyway, as I started doing all this research, I learned about the power of the immune system. I learned about the power of nutrition and how every choice that we make has an impact on our bodies, either positive or negative. And the more I learned about it, and I learned about some alternative therapies, I learned about herbal things. And the more I learned about it, I thought, oh my gosh, it makes so much more sense for me to nourish my body so that it can heal to get well than it would be to bombard it with all of these poisons to hopefully try to eradicate a cancer, which would eventually kill every other part of my immune system in the process. I mean, the immune system is basically healing that God put inside of every one of our bodies so that we don't die from every germ that we come in contact with, right? <laughs> so I had a lot of peace about this. I know it sounds kind of out of left field for most people, but I had so much peace about the whole concept. I talked it over with my husband and I wanted to go to um, an alternative medical center, which was outside of the country because they offer different protocols that they don't allow them to offer here in the United right. States, unfortunately. But I thought before I do this, let me try to get myself in the best condition I can be in before I get down there. So I decided to do some cleanses. I did detoxes with juicing and herbal supplements. And in that process, now this is just a sidebar. At the time that I was diagnosed, I was entering menopause and I was gaining weight like a lot of women do when they enter menopause and I couldn't get it off. Anyway, as I did this whole cleansing process, the weight that I couldn't get off that had been like piling on just started melting off on its own. And I hadn't told people about what I was doing. The only people that really knew were people very close to me. I didn't broadcast what was going on with me. And people started noticing because I ended up dropping like 30 pounds in a month. Mm -hmm. And I ended up keeping that off now until so I'm five plus years later. Part of the reason why I didn't want to tell people was because I didn't want to upset my family, number one. And I had heard stories about people who get a lot of pressure from people who love them because we're all kind of conditioned to believe that the doctors are the experts and they know what's best for you and they have your best interests in mind. And I'm not saying that that's not necessarily true, but the doctor's not the one who's going to be with me when I take chemo. The doctor's not going to be with me every day. And even when I talked this over with my husband, he said to me, well, it's up to you, your decision, because I'll be with you, but I'm not going to endure whatever you're going to endure. So I'll support you through the process. And before I actually embarked on this whole thing, I had done this research on this facility that I wanted to go to in Mexico. And they had on their website, a page of testimonials and every patient who had been there had an amazing story and they left their phone number or their email address. And so I thought, wow, this is cool. Cause you know, here in the States, you can't just contact a patient. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna let you do yeah. that. You can't just say, Hey, how was it? <laughs> how did I go for you? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so 
I contacted the facility. I said, can I talk to these folks? And they said, sure, if they put their contact information, go ahead. So I ended up talking to a woman who lives in Connecticut. And she actually had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer 20 years before me. And so at the time, there was no internet, there was no way to research anything, there was nothing, right? And so her daughter had actually worked for a local newspaper, and they had done a story about another woman who had gone completely against the grain and done some alternative cancer treatment. And so this woman I talked to, her name is Marie, she sought out this third woman. And so when she met this other woman, it turns out that woman had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer 20 years before Marie. And so that woman went to the place I went to. Marie also went to the place where I went to. And I was amazed talking to her. And I thought, I know a lot of people who have had cancer affect their lives. I lost my dad to cancer, lots of friends and family members over the years. I don't know one person who was ever diagnosed with cancer who lived 20 years after a diagnosis. Maybe you do, but I had never met anybody. And talking to an actual person blew me away. And I was uncertain. And she said to me, you know what? You could do what you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's your choice. She said, but I will tell you this. If you're thinking about trying it, it might be worth it to try it because if it doesn't work, you can always sign up for chemo tomorrow. They'll never turn you away if by chance this doesn't work, she said. And you have time. That's that's the thing that I kept learning through this whole process was you do have time. Right. You know, It's not an indefinite amount of time, but there is time to sort of get your bearings in the situation. So anyway, after I did this cleanse, I went down to Mexico and they did some very extensive physical testing, tested all my blood work and things like that. And through that process of the cleansing, I also changed my whole diet. I had previously been like a junk food junkie. I never cared about what I ate. I was a heavy duty coffee drinker because that was the only way I could get my energy throughout Mm -hmm. the day. I just didn't take care of myself, but I didn't know I wasn't taking care of myself. I just was like existing, you know? So I had changed my whole diet. I went mainly vegan, at least for the first six months and juicing, cleansing. And then when I went down there, they told me to stay with what I was doing was good because all my tests came back really very, very good. And then they prescribed me some herbal supplements and their proprietary herbal tonic. And then they sent me home. And so I went home, I stayed with my um, new diet that I had embarked on on my own, changed a lot of things about my lifestyle. I made it a priority to start getting good rest. I made it a priority to start moving my body instead of just sitting on the couch all the time. And I did the, the supplements and stuff that they gave me. And then I went back in six months to be retested. And at that point, when they retested me, they couldn't find it they just, the tests show that they just couldn't find the cancer anymore. So it was like a major hallelujah moment for me personally, because it was scary, you know, and I was amazed at how quickly my body responded, which I think was the thing that blew me the way the most. In hindsight, I'm sorry that I didn't know more about it before, because after doing everything that I did, I'm totally convinced that if I had known about this when I was younger, I could have avoided cancer in the first place. I, without a doubt, believe that. 
but what's cool is that it's not too late, which I think is fantastic. And the reason why I say that is because through the research that I was doing, there are so many people around the world who have done alternative treatments for cancer. There are many different types. I mean, I just did one that worked for my lifestyle, but there are a whole bunch of different ones that you could do in different countries and whatever. And the interesting thing about that is all of the stories that I have seen, many of those people went through conventional treatments initially because that's what they were told. But what they don't tell you when you go through conventional treatments is that once you've had certain treatments, if you have a recurrence, you can't always have those treatments again. Like once your body has been radiated, you can't always get radiation again because the tissue won't survive. Your tissue has been damaged so much to the point that it can't support another onslaught of this type of a treatment. The same thing with certain chemos. Sometimes a person can get to the point where they've had cancer, they go through the treatment, then guess what? Within that five-year period, they get a recurrence because what happens is sometimes they'll go into a remission because chemo will actually put the cancer to sleep. But what they don't tell you is that after the cancer will wake up again, but it will wake up in a much more aggressive fashion and then it'll just spread like crazy but nobody tells you that, but that is what happens. Sure. And so, you know, a lot of people go through that treatment protocol and they find out they've got another cancer or they find out they've got this crazy metastasis that's all over their body. And then there's no recourse for them. The doctor will tell them, get your fares in order. And at that point, they've got nothing to lose. You know what I mean? It's like, they've already pretty much told me I'm dying here. And many people turn their lives completely around. I mean, it's not without effort because it's not as easy as just taking a pill. Not that taking chemo is easy, but you know what I mean? It takes effort. It takes persistence. But if it's a matter of life or death, I mean, when I was making my changes, it wasn't always easy initially when I did my dietary changes at the beginning, but I would always tell myself, it's never going to hurt me to eat more broccoli and this is always going to be much easier than chemo, no matter no matter how you slice it. So, sure. So, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I think is probably the understatement. No, that's that's wonderful, um, and thank you for that. So, there's a lot that I, I took note of when when you were discussing this. So, I want to make sure that we have a couple of points that we that we cover. If you're comfortable with these areas, okay. from the beginning, when you went on your cleanse. Mm-hmm. You researched the cleanse uh, and and found that from where? Was that something you put together yourself, or or was it something you found online? Like, how, how did you do that? I actually found the initial cleanse that I did through. There's a group called the Truth About Cancer. I don't know if you're familiar with them. That group was actually started by a man who lost his entire family to cancer. Wow. He's like the last surviving blood relative of his family. Wow. And after he lost his mom, who was the last person he lost, he was just so devastated. He thought there has got to be something better because he saw his whole family do those protocols and every one of them died. And so he embarked on this journey. He went around the world and he interviewed all of these alternative cancer doctors and asked them, is there any other alternative options? And he found all of these alternative options out there. And he wrote a book 
His name is Ty Bollinger, if you know him. And in there, they outlined this cleanse protocol. And so I thought, I don't have anything to lose. I'm going to do it. And I really credit that a lot because that totally reset a lot of systems in my body, changed my body from the inside out. It really was a very powerful cleanse. Yeah. And I think cleansing has become one of the pillars of my health coaching business only because of the power that I know that it has and how much it changed my life. And my standpoint on cleanses is... I think it's really important to do whole foods cleansing. So really taking advantage of the power of food as opposed to buying a product, because I've I've talked to people like that and I say, oh, I this cleanse by X company and I take this pill and I do this and I get this powder and I do that. But really the power of food is going to trump that every single time. So that's what I use. I use the power of food. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's pin that. Um, And I'm glad you said it too. So, (laughs) so now let me, let me dive a little bit further in your storyline with you having this fantastic result, right. By going through the natural process, um, taking on food, going through the cleanse, um, lifestyle change. Would you consider the lifestyle change significant? I mean, I'm sure it was a complete pivot, but you know, if you're just picking up activity, doing a little bit more than normal, um, how, how much physical activity was involved with, with your lifestyle change? You know, would you consider it a, a massive amount or did you just jog every day? Well, when I made that change, I wasn't really doing a lot of exercise at all. I just was completely depleted and exhausted 90% of the time. And I didn't even know that. Okay. So it was like, I wasn't doing anything. And then what I found out was one of the really important factors, especially when it comes to um, keeping the immune system strong is to strengthen your lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't know, the lymphatic system is actually a part of the immune system. And what it does is it traps and filters out toxins and pathogens that are in your body and it removes them. The thing is about the lymphatic system though, is that it doesn't have a pump. Like your circulatory system has your heart that pumps it to move throughout your body and the lymphatic system does not. Mm -hmm. So while it's gathering whatever is in your body that shouldn't be there, it's a very slow moving process. So it's really important to get that thing moving. And the only way you can really get it moving is to exercise. Now, the best exercise for getting your lymphatic system moving happens to be jumping on a trampoline. Jumping up and down movement is good. Movement where you swing your arms is good. You know how after you do aerobic exercise, sometimes they tell you to pick your knees up to help to take the strain off your heart. It's kind of the same thing. You know, you can move your arms so that you can keep, you can get your lymphatic fluids moving in your body. So that's the first thing I did. I got myself a little tiny trampoline and I used to just jump up and down on that thing for like 10 or 15 minutes a day. And then I expanded from there. Now I do more circuit type training at home, but that was really the key that I started with was the trampoline. Yeah. Awesome. And, and honestly, um, the reason why I ask it is because I always want to speak with other fit- fitness professionals about their opinion on exercise. Um, I am what you would consider all sport. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a 
various amount of training in, in certain areas based on, you know, competitions or intramural sports and things like that. Um, but even in my maintenance, just the maintenance time frame, I do rather, you know, 60% resistance training, uh-huh. um, but I'm an advocate of exercise all the way around, whether you're jogging or, you know, stretching yoga and any of it, um, as long as there's something being done. Um, but in, in concerns of what you just outlined in terms of uh, stimulating the lymphatic system, getting it moving, um, circulating the blood, you know, trying to remove toxins out of your system, along with the cleanse, a level of exercise is highly recommended. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You got to move. And the other thing, when I was a kid, I was not athletic. I was kind of the fat kid in school. I did, I did nothing, you know, and uh so as an adult, I didn't really grow up loving exercise all that much. I would find excuses not to exercise, or I would have spurts where I would do exercise, sure. not consistent at all. But I've learned over the years how important it is for your immune system, not just you know for your muscles and for being toned and for your heart and your lungs, but it's so, so important for your immune system. That oxygenation and the circulation of your blood supports your immune system and strengthens it. So it's super important. And even today, there's a huge threat of COVID virus and and different strains and other stuff. It's so important. It's even more important. And the thing is, it's something that's within our grasp to do. You know, we don't really look at it that way. And I think from my own personal perspective, I've learned to really enjoy it now. And the motivation part for me is thinking every time I do this, I make my immune system stronger. I protect myself from any further types of possible cancers. I protect myself from a lot of things just by doing that, you know, and that that's really empowering. I think, you know, no, I, I, I agree with you totally. Um, I, mean, I, I I relate to you on actually a few different levels, honestly, um, without going into way too much about me, but but I do. Um, this, this story makes a lot of sense. I've had uh, friends that have cancer in remission, um, those that have beat it. Um, I also lost my father to cancer. Um, now, he opted out of uh, treatment based on his age um, and, and quite honestly, lifestyle choices. But I, as a supporter, um, said, well, whichever direction you want to go is fine. I mean, not just... You know, that's up to the, the individual. But again, if for the individual making making the choice, it is very, very helpful to have a support system, you know, at least, at least not one person there um, to make sure that someone's there to hold your hand. So um, again, uh, very much so I relate. Let's talk about your business. Okay. Sure. So I, I want to do that in two parts if we can. I wanted to talk about A, the, uh, the education um, to which got you here. Um, being a um, board certified master health coach. I mean, that's important. You have to say the board certified. I do have to say that because it was hard to get. Yeah, you gotta respect that. You gotta, you gotta respect that. And um, and I do. And, and then also, of course, the services that you offer through Good Nature Wellness. Sure. Well, I actually ended up becoming a board certified master health coach after this cancer experience. My initial reason for doing it was that I was telling people about what had happened to me, but they were all looking at me like I was delusional, you know? (laughs) And so I thought I needed some sort of credibility to say to them, look, this is an actual scientifically based thing, this way of um, supporting people, this 
way of learning and understanding about nutrition and the body and, and how all of those things work synergistically together. All of that stuff is based out of science, you know? So that was my initial motivation. My other motivation was I wish I had known yeah. what I found out through this process. Okay. And I, I remember thinking to myself the whole time as my body was improving, I could feel myself feeling better than I ever had, looking better than I had in many, many years. I thought to myself, if I had only known, why doesn't anybody tell me about this? Why didn't anybody tell me, you know? Yeah. And I thought, I got to tell some people about this. So that was really the motivation behind it. So I completed my studies with the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute. You may know, have heard of him. He's a famous pediatrician, Dr. William Sears. And so my certification is in um, health and wellness for adults and seniors, and it's also in advanced techniques for behavior change, because we all know there's tons of information out there. Even if you wanted to improve your health by yourself, there's tons and tons of information out there. I mean, Google is like the be all end all. You can pretty much find it out there. YouTube, you can find it, you know. But I have found from working with people that there's a lot of overwhelm that becomes associated with that. The other side of that is that knowledge in itself does not guarantee that it's going to facilitate a change in your life, which is where health coaching comes in. Absolutely. Because many people, they start out really gung-ho, like we're coming up to the time when it's like New Year's resolution season, right? Yes. Everybody starts off, you know, so gung-ho, I'm going to like change everything tomorrow regardless of the fact that I've been not doing anything for the majority of my life. Right. And then that whole process becomes overwhelming. So having someone to come alongside you and support you through that process, help to guide you to information that's relevant to your personal situation, to your lifestyle, and also someone to help you to discover that motivation that you need to keep going. Because we can all start. I mean, I've can tell you if I had a dollar for every time I started something and I just quit, I would, could retire. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you know, and I think that's true for a lot of people. So yeah. I think that's where health coaching comes in. It's the accountability portion that I think people respond really well to having someone who really is invested in your life. And I think it's important too, because statistically in this country, at least in America, the health of the nation is deteriorating, even in spite of everything that we've been going through since 2020. But just in general, the rate of obesity, the rate of diabetes, the rate of heart disease, all of these illnesses, which are really classified by the World Health Organization as lifestyle illnesses, which by virtue of that name says that it has to do with your lifestyle. Right. So if it's a matter of lifestyle, what kind of choices I make, that means that I can do something about that. That means that the power comes back into my hands to do something about it. And that's exciting. But the thing is that most people, their doctor doesn't have time to help them do that. Right. They don't. They will help to tell them that, look, you got to do something. But then at that point, that patient's on their own. And that's where health coaching comes in to kind of help people when they know they're ready to make that change, but they feel overwhelmed by the prospect. They're not sure how to do it. And then even if they get started, they're not sure that they can continue. So. Sure. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I believe in this uh, wholeheartedly in fitness coaching. Once you start uh, going into a tailored service, 
it pretty much is that you're along the lines of that journey as well. Um, right. That honestly, you know, quiet is kept just between me and you. Uh, I think when I started looking at The Biggest Loser back in the day, you know, it was just yeah. a hugely popular show. What not as a fan, I'm looking at it from a coach's level because I mean, that's essentially what I did. And the journey, the the being aware, the psychological aspects of what's happening with the individual. Where right. are you breaking? Why are you breaking? What's triggering the break? Um, and what can I do to help stimulate you to, you know, to motivate you? See, those things were important to me. And it pained me to see when people weren't giving enough attention to it. But I also understand the network was trying to create a story. But but essentially, that's what you look for when you're taking someone along the journey. Otherwise, you're just bottling a service and selling it for $49.95. Right, so, right, um, right. So, no, I um, I always enjoy speaking with health and fitness professionals, especially when we're on the same page. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I completely um, I completely agree with you. The story, your story, um, about how this came about is, again, it just piqued my interest so much when I read it. Um, because, you know, in sending the message, okay, we're just doing the intros. But then I listened to you uh, on your podcast, um, to which I said, wow, you know, I remember so many stories. I, I've been in, in health and wellness for a while. Um, mm -hmm. I look like a baby, but, you know, still. So, um, but good. I, I, I try, <laughs> it, it's sweat and laughter. Honestly, that's my formula. <laughs> so, um, but the, uh, the, the, the stories that I've heard from others and the testimonials that we heard, either through church or through retreats, very similar to yours. Alternative medicine. I, I, I remember a woman speaking about how she took alternative medicines for another disease. And mm -hmm. she was in South America getting treatment. She says, they're not funding this. They're not, they're not giving this in America. It's not available. But yeah. she's thriving, you know, yeah. um, in these. And this is the 90s that, you know, that, that I'm talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah, to say that there's no alternative uh, besides uh, traditional um, medicine um, mm -hmm. would not be true. Um, I think that individuals owe it to themselves to look at that alternative research because a second opinion is available. It's just are you looking to another, another doctor or are you going outside of that? Right, I agree. I mean, it's all about educating yourself in those situations, especially when you're facing- Life or death. Yeah, you owe it to yourself to- mm -hmm just to have all the information. And then you can make your choice. You know, if you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what you're missing out on. You don't know what it could be. And the other side of it too, is we need to kind of take our responsibility, some of that responsibility on ourselves, yes. because our medical model in this country is like, we just abdicate all the responsibility. And then somebody just tells us what to do and we kind of do it. But you could really turn the entire state of your health around with that much education and having the commitment. Now that's pretty much what it boils down to. And I think that's kind of an important thing for people to know. Not everybody's comfortable with that. And I wasn't either. I was always a very compliant patient. Whatever the doctor would tell me I would do because who would know better right. until that moment? Hopefully you never have to hear that never have to hear that diagnosis, but people will respond in, in a myriad of different ways if they do hear that diagnosis. But it wasn't until that moment for me where I thought I have to have a say in what happens to me. Sure. If people know that there are options out there, 
it gives them hope, especially in a situation when if they might be struggling with any type of chronic illness, not even just cancer, but or cancer, of course, but there's more hope out there. And I just want people to know that they really have the power to take control of their health. They can take control of it. It's never too late. You could turn your situation around and, and your life could be better than you ever thought it was. I couldn't have said it better. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed this interview. Many thanks again to Hassan Hilliard for inviting me to be his guest on Qualified, the podcast. Hopefully you found the topics that we discussed during our conversation helpful for your own life and health. And if you know someone else who would benefit from hearing this interview, please share it with them too. And if you like the idea of taking control and transforming your health to protect yourself from illness and begin living your healthiest life, but you're not quite sure how to get started or how to stay with it once you do, I can definitely show you the way. To find out what health coaching can do for you and how you can take the next steps to work with me, send an email to healthcoachingwithbarbara at gmail.com or barbara at goodnaturewellness.com. Or you can reach me on Instagram at good underscore nature underscore wellness. Or you can visit www.goodnaturewellness.com. And I would also love to invite you to join my Facebook group, 40 Plus Women Healthy, Fit, and Fabulous. It's a growing community of like-minded women who want to look and feel better naturally. And it would be amazing if you would join us. So I'll leave a link to the group in the show notes, along with all of my links so that we can stay connected. And I also want to encourage you to check out more of Hassan's amazing interviews on Qualified the Podcast. You can find his episodes online at www.qualifiedpodcast.com. And you can also catch videos of his interviews on YouTube. I'll be sure to leave those links for you guys in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. And a quick reminder to subscribe to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast to be notified when new episodes are released with more practical tips that you can use to take control of your health naturally and live your healthiest life now. Many thanks to all of you again. This is Barbara Walsh from the Good Nature Wellness Podcast, and I can't wait to see you next time. Disclaimer. The Good Nature Wellness Podcast offers information about nutrition, health, and wellness that is designed for educational purposes only. Any opinions expressed or information that is presented by NBC HWC board certified master health coach Barbara Walsh is not a substitution for, nor should it be used as a replacement for medical advice or to diagnose or treat any medical condition. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult your physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay seeking medical advice or treatment from your physician or other healthcare professional because of something that you may have heard in this podcast. Please note that while every effort is made to broadcast information that has been carefully researched and is current, ongoing developments in medical research may impact health, wellness, and nutritional advice included in this podcast. No assurance can be given that information or advice included in this podcast will always include the most recent findings or developments related to the material in this or any episode. Any information provided in this podcast is to be used solely at your own risk. Under no circumstances will Barbara Walsh, Holy Health Coaching, LLC, DBA, Good Nature Wellness be responsible for damages in connection with the use of this podcast.